Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Geekscape, it's welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host, and if this is your first Geekscape, well, welcome to the pop culture mecca of Geekscape. I like to sit down with people from the worlds of movies, video games, comic books, podcasts, pop culture, all of that, and talk to them once a week uh, about why they tell stories. But right now, we are in a global pandemic, and we're quarantined, so I'm just going to talk to my good friends, Matt and uh, Derek, who helped me run Geekscape, and Derek's in Vancouver, Matt's in Philadelphia, and we need to catch up because... We're socially isolating. We are not connected to each other in any real way right now, except online. And uh, and I'm feeling pretty uh, pretty cagey here, and my uh, so, <laughs> my social distancing. I'm kind of climbing the walls. And plus, I want to connect with the Geekscapists. I feel like I haven't given you guys uh, a podcast kind of diary telling you guys how we're doing in this crazy historical moment. And I feel like this is our opportunity to talk to our audience and tell them we're doing okay and see how they're doing. So you guys are doing okay. Yeah, I don't know who's <laughs> doing okay right now. Matt, are you doing okay? I'm doing okay. And listeners, I'm going to give you guys a, a quick heads up. I'm I'm doing the editing on this episode, and because I love Jonathan, I'm only going to put in the uh, the final take on the intro to this. But if you want to know <laughs> what it was like listening to him try the intro, just uh, go on YouTube and type in Barry Barry White outtakes and <laughs> listen to Barry White struggling to record a uh, college infomercial. Have you ever heard those tapes, John? Uh, Matt, I'll do one better. Uh, why don't you just put them on the end of the episode? I will. Have either of you guys heard those Barry White outtakes that I'm talking about? Oh, he loses his No, shit. I have no idea what you're it's talking amazing. about. He's trying to record a commercial for a college, and he keeps fucking it up, but it's like... When he fucks up, he just curses once and then starts over as if nothing happened. So it'll just be like, ha, this is Barry White. And I'm calling you about shit. Ha, this is Barry White. Like, right into it. It's fucking three minutes of gold. Look it up. But, um, yeah, things are okay out here in Philadelphia for the most part. I mean, I'm going to stop. I'd be okay, too, if my mom made me love. 
Dude, it was so good. Yeah, Matt lives, Matt lives with his parents, so his quarantining is basically the same thing. He wrapped it in bacon. It was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, next time there's a global pandemic, I'm just going to go to Matt's house and be like, hey, I'm moving <laughs> yeah. in. I'm the brother. Yeah, we got I'm, two guest rooms. Oh, two my them. God. One for me <laughs> and one for Derek. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Matt just volunteered his house as the pandemic uh, Geekscape headquarters, so... That works. For me. I mean, America's sounding better and better every day. We could have Meatloaf at Matt's mom's house. You guys got AMC A list for unlimited theatrical movies. Man, Not uh, right now. We don't. <laughs> there's, yeah. Who, there's, who wants to uh, bring it to Derek that we don't have theaters right now? Yeah. <laughs> I know John's not a WWE fan, but there's a uh, pay-per-view in Philadelphia every other weekend. So <laughs> oh God, like that's not a pandemic freaking like uh, uh, time bomb. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it, it it's really telling that Vince McMahon is still putting up uh, like pay-per-views and having wrestling events when like the, the NBA and NFL. WrestleMania. It's insane. God. <laughs> every single. For every, two nights now. <laughs> every single like like uh, le- uh, professional sports league has stopped uh, even playing in uh, fanless arenas. But Vince right. McMahon's like, nope, we're gonna make that sausage every freaking week. I don't care who gets sick. I wonder what the re- like. I wonder what the big reason is there in regard. Like even Vince McMahon's own XFL has shut down. Um, right, which is very interesting that that this has not. Um, I'm. Yeah, it's at least those people have pads. Wrestlers are like sweating up against each other. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm curious if it's literally like we've got these storylines to to WrestleMania and just trying to get to there. And then storylines is point, like giving them a little bit too much. Credit yeah, well, you know what I mean. But I but I'm curious if it's like once we hit WrestleMania, then we're just pausing until this is all over. But right. he didn't want like everything that they had built to just sit on a back burner for right. six months, especially not knowing but, how long it's going to last. Exactly. But if it keeps, if he keeps going after WrestleMania, then that guy is even more insane than I <laughs> thought he was Like at that point. I'm just like, who are you doing this for? Right. Yeah, no, it's true. From what I've, from what I've heard, they're recording WrestleMania as well as the following two shows this week. And then they're just sending everyone home. So yeah. where are they, where are they recording these? Like in a warehouse somewhere? It's like the, the in WWE training, training center. center in Florida. <laughs> Like, right okay where well, those kids went to spring break regardless of the uh, warnings yeah. to, for social distancing they're like i don't care i'm gonna get mine shout out to uh geekscape's very own chris fafios for his uh amazing little video edit to those spring breaker kids though yeah um if you guys haven't been listening to uh chris's podcast one hit thunder on the geekscape network it's well, I really love Derek talking about Xbox games, but um, Chris's might be my favorite. And you know what, Matt, you've been pitching in for for Chris recently, and I gotta say, like your episode, even though there are, your episodes are longer than Chris's ever were, uh, they're still pretty quality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we did record another hour long one about Devo, so strap it for that too. Yeah, uh, Chris does a really great job of keeping the episodes to like 45, 50 minutes, and Matt's like, hey man, somebody's talking about this really rare band. This is, I'm in. Well, you know what the worst part is? Is that there is a lot of ego tied into that because like Chris. Chris's recordings and my recordings take about the same amount of time. But when I'm going through the editing and I'm editing Chris, it's like, well, we can lose this. We can lose this. Let's tighten this up. But when I'm editing mine, I'm just like, it's all Everything gold. I'm it's saying it's gold. <laughs> yeah. The end result is that uh, I like, 
I like to listen to the to our podcast whenever I'm running, and and I just end up yelling like a crazy person to myself in a park when Matt can't get the name of Sid and Marty Croft out, and I'm like, it's, I'm just, I'm just, I, I find and, and and let's be fair, Chris didn't do a good job of this stuff either, and I just find myself like running a, a, in a park and there's kids around, and I'm just yelling, it's Sid and Marty Croft. The name is Sid and Marty Croft, or or like uh, Chris has a lot of mispronunciations of things, like the Marquita Sod, and I'm like, it's Mar. Marquita Sod, because he's saying it like Marquez de Sade. You know, like, I was like, he said Marcus de Sade was how he pronounced it. Yeah, Marcus de Sade was like a uh, is probably like an easy listening singer in the mid eighties. <laughs> uh, if we're gonna give shout outs to specific podcasts, though, I have to say the horror the, movie night podcast. No, 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 I'm not even gonna promote one of my own. Uh, the show that literally makes me laugh my ass off every single week is 91 Donkey Lane. That show is so fucking funny. And I feel like not enough people listen to it. But that shit is gold. Should I binge it? Yeah, you have to start from the beginning. But they're all like 15 to 20 minute long episodes. Right, but, but it's... they're storylines. And what I'm asking is, should I just wait for like the season to end and just binge well, it? There is n- no. No, because it's, it's literally never going to end. It's literally... Uh, they're in they're two improv comics from Boston. Okay. So the only conceit of the show is that they live in a magical apartment that they don't care is magical. Um, and then it's an excuse for other Boston improv people to come in and pretend to be different characters that are like visiting their house that day. Uh, but the most recent one called Meatloaf Dog is uh, that they came into their house and realized that a serial killer was there to murder them, but he didn't see them yet. So they hide in the closet. And the whole time he's just playing video games and taking phone calls, <laughs> waiting for them to come home so he can kill them. <laughs> so, he's like super bored. Dude, it's so funny. And uh, Robert Bacon, who's one of the hosts, does the voice of the serial killer. And he just does it as Patrick Warburton the entire time. That's a really good point. Like if you're a serial killer and you have your eyes set on like a house that you're going to like kill the pe- person inside and you go to the house and they're not home, you just come back later. Or do you just like, break in and like wait for them? Yeah. Like, what I, do you do? Do you? I mean, is it like a FedEx shipment? I saw that you were yeah. home. Kill you later. You're, n- you're never going to get it down to third degree if you uh, hang out there all day. So let's let let's get to this pandemic problem that we're in the middle of. Uh, first off, what are you guys doing to survive this pandemic and not lose your minds? Because uh, I'm playing like a lo- I'm going back and and reading a lot of the old comics that uh, I purchased but never read because mm. I just buy more comics than I read every week. And now I get a chance to go back through and thin those out. I'm also playing a lot of the games that we, I bought and only got through like a little portion of and, uh, and didn't finish cause I got distracted or got busy. And uh, so I've been playing links awakening on the switch. Uh, Such a beautiful game. Time. It's stunning. The other thing that's been awesome is my bunker mate is Heidi and she's never seen Farscape. So we're watching like the first Farscape, season so far and uh and watching it because she's been sharing like picard with me which is like she's a big star trek next generation fan and that Mm -hmm. was like her sci-fi show and so picard was something that when that started i saw that first picard trailer and i was like whoa that doesn't look like typical star trek and i'm in and so we've been watching picard uh every week and geekscape is if you don't know this cbs released every picard episode uh, two fans for free. So for you free. don't need a CBS yeah. All Access account, at least not in the States, to watch the Picard episodes. And yeah. I think there's one left waiting to be released. 
but uh, the Picard episodes, maybe they released the the, the ninth or tenth one early, but um, but they're all available now for free, mm-hmm. and it's a really cool show. Like beyond just all the east, like the vague Easter egg fans that only Star Trek fans are going to get, um, you know, it has some really cool moments, and it acknowledges both the uh, the normal trek universe that we know of from like uh the captain kirk and picard episode uh, uh lineage it, it also acknowledges the split that happened with the jj abrams verse with the destruction of romulus mm-hmm. which was like the whole impetus for eric banna's character in the first uh jj abrams movie to go into like the 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 new chris pine like universe so it, it acknowledges both timeline both things as having happened um because the destruction of Romulus is like the big event that happens to set off the events in Picard. Um, so, so Heidi just asked, she goes, can I cancel my subscription to CBS All Access because it released the episodes for free? Well, Heidi, I would check first to see if the Picard episode is <laughs> were, out. Were you going to cancel it anyway once the once yeah, Picard was I done? I mean, Derek just asked, weren't you going to cancel it anyway once Picard was done? Yeah, I was. Um, well, she was, but uh, I mean, I kind of I'm interested in Star Trek Discovery, but I guess I can get the mm. streaming service at that point. Um, the reliving the the Farscape episodes has been fun, though. Those are those are things I haven't seen in almost 20, 15, 20 years. Is Heidi enjoying it as well? Uh, yes, she she's yeah. she's gotten into the Farscape stuff. And she's into it. Uh, what have you guys been binging or getting back into? Matt's still pumping out podcasts like crazy. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Matt is still pumping out podcasts like crazy, which is great. I've decided to take a little break just because I feel like I am, uh, you know, I've reserved my 60 or so minutes of not feeling incredibly stressed out for you two today. So I I just feel like it's, I don't know, too much to, to try to do that stuff as well. So I've decided to turn off the Xbox podcast for a little while and play some games that I want to play versus games that I have to play, uh, you know, for the, for the Xbox show. Cause that's all I've been playing for the last year is just whatever gets drawn, whatever gets drawn for the show, for, for the show, Xbox game passengers. So I picked up Resident Evil two, the remake. Um, and I put a few hours into that and it's very, very fun. Um, I never played, I, I didn't really play the series until four, uh, came out. So it's totally new for me and it's so well done. It's very, very, it's freaky. It's very scary. Um, I've been loving that. I also have been replaying The Last of Us uh, on PlayStation Four oh, to get how topical. Yeah, it was. I, it was funny. Like shortly after starting it, I like because you. Of course, it's it, they do such a good job with world building and, and and documents and stuff in the environment that you can like find and pick up. And one of the first things I picked up is like like before things really break out, and it's like a newspaper, and it's talking about how like hospital beds are all full because of this mysterious like virus that attacks your lungs or something like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be playing this right now. But that's been very very good. Um, catching up on like TV shows I dropped ages ago. Like uh, we, Michaela and I uh, had some time this weekend. And so we binged through season two of uh, Westworld, uh, which was hard to get through at times, but then we watched the first episode of season three and it seems much better. So yeah, um, season two, the first half of season two is told out of order and through different, it, it's roughly told through Bernard's mm-hmm. point of view and his point of view is faulty and it remembers things out of order. So the yes. episodes are out of order. And I think once you get to like the Shogun world 
portion of season two, your brain kind of goes, oh, I know what. The, oh, OK. I know totally. Yeah, yeah. And then you're, well, and, then season two is actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. It does. I feel like it like that was a very interesting story element. But I feel like it I, I spent too much time not being sure of what was happening, that it, I, it felt like it didn't completely pay off for me, though. I do appreciate what they're doing. But yeah, once I get to Shogun World, it's like much more. Like like some of the episodes are just focused on like single characters or a couple of characters at that point in it, and it seems much more contained and much more structured at that point. Uh, and then season we just watched the first episode of season three yesterday and yeah. uh, loved that first episode of season three. So I'm very yeah. excited to see what happens now. I think binging season two of Westworld would have been beneficial prior to season three because Heidi and I are watching season three and we watched that first episode and we're like, wait, what was that again? And totally, who was yeah. that? And well, I was still wait, like that, and I had just finished it the day before. Somebody? And I think it's a show that is too smart for the average viewer, myself being one of them. Yeah, myself as well. So that's what I've been up to for the most part. I'm also like, uh, I am still working as of right now. I hope my job exists for more than the next few weeks. Um, But I've been uh, working hard to, uh, I I work for like, I do tech support in in a number of schools in this area. Schools don't really exist anymore, but they are making some sort of plan for continued education from home. So I'm trying to prepare all these articles, like support articles, basically. So uh, when a teacher asks me a question about how to do this or what's the best thing for this, I can just point them to that instead of trying to figure out in the moment. So I've been very, very busy and stressed out with that stuff lately. And uh, yeah, I hope my job uh, still exists a few weeks from now, because otherwise I am going to be moving to Philadelphia as soon as the borders reopen. (laughs) Matt, what are you been up to? Uh, I found that I needed to have like a very strict routine to keep going. Um, mm-hmm. So wait, were uh, you in danger of not keeping going, or were things uh, just kind of spiraling for you? I, yeah, I was having some real bad panic attacks when I tried to think about like, well, what does this mean for May, and what does this mean for June and July? So like, I kind of just try not to think beyond tomorrow every morning. Uh, so I wake up, I do a quick meditation. I clock in, I start working and I just have, I'll try to watch like one TV show in the background every day. And then as soon as I'm done work, I go for a 30 minute walk just to like see the outdoors and, and get a little bit of air going and then immediately dive into either recording or editing podcasts. Uh, I've been doing some like random uh, Twitch and Facebook live streams just to kind of keep interaction going there. But like, I know for the horror movie night side of things, our motivation right now is since we're all trapped indoors, um, we're trying to build like the biggest back catalog that we've ever had so that when we are allowed to like go back outside and do stuff, uh, we really aren't being held up by a podcast anymore. So literally this week we're recording all of the June episodes and then we'll probably start recording the July episodes a week or two later and like just keep back, 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 back so that hopefully... You know, if fingers crossed, uh, you know, something like San Diego Comic-Con still happens or just even smaller horror cons that we normally do, we can just be done podcasting for the summer and enjoy whatever time we get to have outside and not be worried about like, well, we got to wake up and get downstairs first thing in the morning on Saturday to record this episode that needs to come out in two weeks. Uh, I'm and I've still been recording i gotta tell you my computer died and my laptop died so i'm i'm borrowing my friend andy's laptop did it die or did you kill it i fucking killed it i was (laughs) i was on a podcast we we um i was on a podcast with a listener who has a podcast in england and i'm sitting on the floor i'm quarantining with heidi at her place because 
Heidi is nicer to quarantine with than my uh, roommate, Mark. <laughs> and, uh, and I love Mark, but um, I, come on, like I'd rather quarantine <laughs> with Heidi. <laughs> and so I'm, I was sitting on the floor doing this podcast early in the morning because he was in England and I fucking kicked some iced tea over onto my laptop. And even though I was done with the pod, it was literally as I was getting up, like, oh, that podcast is done. And as I'm getting up, I kick the iced tea over onto it. And, um, and my computer's just fried and I, and it's drying out. And the good news is like the, the, the SSD and all the memory is still there. It'll turn Mm -hmm. on, but it's acting really fidgety. And thank you, Derek, for talking me off the ledge with this thing and helping me out with it because, uh, I think the memory for sure can be saved, but that computer is totally screwed. I think I would say, yeah, with what you're describing, I think it would be more expensive than it'd be worth to fix it because it's quite old as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, uh, I have a new one coming in the mail, uh, that's being let, uh, sent to me. So that helps. Uh, but like financially, like I'm, I teach production classes, I teach, uh, film classes and I have a production class that starts in three weeks and I don't know how I'm going to do that remotely. I've been teaching writing classes remotely and that's been fun, but it's not the same. And as you guys know, the Geekscapers don't know this, but um, uh, Heidi and I have been sending out Chasing Fletcher Allen to film festivals. Uh, I just did my taxes today, and I know exactly how many, how much money I've spent, I spent on those film festivals. Those festivals are now all <laughs> canceling or postponing. Yeah. So I'm like, holy shit, I spent so much money on this stuff, and this movie may not play in festivals in 2020 because festivals are delaying to get out of the way of other festivals. They're not even probably going to be festivals this year uh the festivals in the, in the spring are gonna get in the way of this festivals in the fall right and you know maybe it'll play comic-con if comic-con happens but the other thing is a week before this whole lockdown thing happened i cast an actor in my feature film a Hol- you know a hollywood actor and we were working with the agency to put the whole movie together and that agency is now like everybody's working from home it was pretty public that that agency got uh uh, started taking like lower income, like all their employees are taking pay cuts just to keep the, you know, moving. Mm-hmm. They have over a thousand employees. So they're trying to keep the moving. And, and my producer Noam is just like, whenever I ask him about it, he's like, Jonathan, this is like, just to, I just want to temper your expectations. This is, this is definitely a delay on everything. And uh, it kind of sucks, man. Things were looking up. Things were looking great, but, um, you know, it just has to be what it is. And uh, I get my new computer and I can record Geekscapes again. I've already scheduled next week's Geekscape with uh, Clark Duke. You guys know Clark Duke, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. the actor. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed the last Geekscape I recorded with, uh, with uh, the producer, Ralph Tony Tomato, Hawk Talk, right? of the Tony Hawk games. Like, I'm trying, guys. Like, I'm freaking trying, but it's getting pretty – it's hard. And I and, and I think what Matt said in my advice to the Geekscapers too is I think that that routine is really valuable because um, I've not had that routine. I'm just like uh, – you know, usually my routine is somehow wrapped around my creative need for the day. And without a mm-hmm. laptop and my ability to write, like, I have a really – tough time with this stuff and uh my outlet my creative outlet whether it's the podcast or whether it's writing has just kind of gone to nil and i'm spinning a little bit guys spinning i'll Um, uh i'll throw this out there as something that's been really helpful for me as well during this time and uh, i know that jonathan and i very very briefly touched on this uh person at comic-con last year but uh rob bell 
has a podcast called the Bell, uh, the Robcast. And uh, Rob Bell is a very interesting person in general. But uh, the the short version is used to be the pastor of like the largest church in the world, uh, got kicked out of that church for saying that hell doesn't exist and that you should just love your neighbor no matter what. Uh, such terrible things I know. And um, ever since he's been a pretty prolific writer and is just a very he's he's the type of person I think everybody would hope that they could be just very understanding, kind, soft-spoken has a lot of like Mr. Rogers esque ness inside of him. Uh, and he's been doing podcasts every two or three days. Uh, that's just him and his wife. And they're just called grounding part one, grounding part two, grounding part three. And it's just them talking about the positive things that they've found just walking around the streets, uh, hmm. walking around Los Angeles and stuff like that. Um, and he said, like, at one point they were walking with their dog and they saw a sign on a telephone post. And it just said, like, this is my number. If you're afraid to leave the house and can't get your groceries, let me help you. Like, whatever you need from me, let me help you reach out. I am here to help. English isn't my first language and I apologize. But, like, here's how you can reach me. And it was just like, he's like, you know, you see something like that and you can't help but feel like, you know, there's a lot of bad, but like, there's a lot of good too. There's oh, a lot of good in the world. And like that reminder is amazing to have. I mean, Trump totally already saw that poster and sent ice over to that person's house. He's like, what? English isn't your first language? What are you doing in the US? <laughs> I hate to tell you, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, Matt, but if that person put that flyer up on a phone pole in the United States, then uh, I'm sorry, that, that person's already been deported. <laughs> I hope he could do some good before they sent him out because... That uh, that's a rough one. I mean, guys, what do you think? Is Comic-Con going to happen? Because I don't think it should at this point. I know that we would all look forward to it. But the fact is, like, right now we're trying to flatten the curve by doing social distancing. And uh, if we're following the trajectory of places like Korea and Italy that started the social distancing practice earlier than we did, then come late April, mid-April, mid-April, late April and May, we'll start seeing the results of the social distancing and start to flatten the curve. And hopefully by late May, June, start to get back to some level of normal life. The danger is that we then have Comic-Con in late July and we all think that everything's fine and we hit another uh, spike and that whole uh, algorithm comes back, that whole uh, exponential uh, growth thing comes back where we're infecting each other, especially with something like Comic-Con where there's so many people in a small place all touching each other and within each other's space. I mean, just tr- going to the gas lamp in San Diego, like you can't stay six feet away from each other. You can't see. No, even feet. not even a block away. You're, you're touching yeah. five people at all times, basically um, at all, you know, for the whole week. So, I think, I think this might be too soon. My answer would be like, logically, probably not, but for my own, like mental well-being until it's canceled i'm just going to pretend that things are going to be okay by then uh but i'm already like prepared for the bad news but i don't want to like i'm trying to not speculate yeah i'm trying to not speculate beyond like i'm told that i'm going to be working from home until at least may 1st so like that's like the that's where my stopping point is right Mm -hmm. now for how much i'm willing to plan (laughs) um and then like We'll see what happens come May first. Mm-hmm. Well, Derek Derek uses Comic Con to eat though, so that's the problem. Is that's true? I don't use Comic-Con. it to eat. I use it to eat when I'm there because my dollar <laughs> is worth sixty eight cents of your dollars, yeah. and so the trip down is very expensive, and the hotel room is so expensive. 
yeah. and it's uh, oh, it's it it ruins my bank account for and months at a time. Derek gets I'm his not ass by like by like Amazon yeah. Studio. <laughs> Derek's the one who gets to go to all these posh screenings of all the, like the streaming uh, releases, and Amazon gives him like dinner buffets and everything, and he yeah. gets to do that. While Matt and I are sitting there trying to like wait an hour and a half for a pizza and then fight over it with somebody. <laughs> in a freaking I mean, if, if you ever go to Geekscape.net during Comic Con and you see the multitude of articles that I'm writing, just think of how well fed I am for, for that week. Yeah. Just, just don't look at the amount of views that the articles got. <laughs> tell them how much fun you're having. Tell us, tell them, tell everyone how great the boys is and you can have all the food and drinks you want. And, and Derek's uh, getting bribed into writing nice articles about that stuff. And the, meanwhile, Matt is waking up at like 6 a.m. to make sure that he's eaten and gotten to the Geekscape booth to open it on time. He doesn't leave the booth for anything but like 15 minutes to go one aisle over to see what the Full Moon Films people have and maybe grab a $30 hamburger and then come back to the booth and he gets nothing nothing <laughs> i also had a 30 dollar hamburger but it uh it tasted like a 30 dollar hamburger and i yeah. didn't pay for it i just had to stay up until 3 a.m writing yeah i mean we've i think we've all said this before uh i mean derek i s- smell bullshit on his breath when he says it but for jonathan and i like we don't go for the con or any of the perks mm-hmm. we go to see each other and like that is the thing that sucks and i've yeah. I've said that on pretty much every post Comic-Con episode of Geekscape that we're on. But like, I don't remember when people ask me about Comic-Con, I don't remember half the guests that signed there. I don't remember any of the announcements that happened there. Right. What I end up remembering is like going to to get food together or like hanging out at the pool together or all the stuff that we do once the floor shuts down. Like, that's the stuff that I remember. That's mm-hmm. the stuff that sucks. It's like thinking that like, mm-hmm. man, I'm not going to have that this this year like that really blows to like think about that but i mean it's understandable what i like is honestly like for me it's a barometer of how geekscape is doing every summer is i get to be at the booth and i get to see the geekscape it's like people come by uh and whether or not they buy a shirt or just say hi it's always good to see people who still listen to the show or um just know the brand or maybe they're discovering the brand for the first time but it's always a barometer for how geekscape is doing like what is the health of this project that I started 13 years ago with my friends and like what it's doing. And I always come back from Comic-Con feeling re-energized for the next year to say, Hey, like we are not the biggest brand on the internet. Uh, We are not the biggest podcast network on the internet. We're not the biggest production company. We're not any of this stuff, but we're doing what we set out to do, which was be a place where people like Matt and Derek and some of the listeners uh, can share their stories or make relationships with each other or friendships with each other that have led to things like marriages and kids and friendships and then divorces probably. But uh, <laughs> it, that being said, we we uh, re-upped uh, during this crisis, we restarted our Discord. So there's a Geekscape Discord if you guys are Discord users. And I'm seeing people like Cow God from back in like the Geek Drum days come back. I mean, Cow God predates uh matt and uh and he's back in the discord chatting it up and i love seeing stuff like that because it means that we're doing this for a reason other than getting uh derek fed for free (laughs) (laughs) there's some advice that i've been hearing a lot of people say and and i do think it's worth sharing and i'm going to share this story on my end but i don't want this to come back to me because i actually have like a nine to five job so it's right. not that big of a deal for me. But like I invested this year, horror movie night was like, let's really hit it with shirts. And we invested almost two thousand dollars on like brand new shirts for the convention season. 
that might not get to see a single convention until yeah. next year. You guys year always do really point. cool shirts too. Yeah. Uh, your shirts are really neat. Well, Matt, can you, can you buy those shirts on your website? You can buy them on our website, but, but I'd rather you not because there's a ton of people where the convention circuit is their full-time job and like seek those places out and give those places money because, you know, like a convention like San Diego Comic-Con, you know, that's, that's a big loss for, for Geekscape. You know what I mean? Like we go in there knowing that we're going to make back a few bucks, but it's, but there are companies and there are artists and there are creative types out there where like that San Diego Comic-Con could be like three months worth of rent for them. That is just possibly not going to happen. So like go and like hit up the artists that you love. And if you have a job still and you're making good money and you feel like you can blow 30 or 40 dollars to buy like a print off of them like do it because they need it right now i um was in austin the week before south by southwest and uh and it got canceled while i was there and i saw my friend paul tui that sunday uh i met up with some friends and uh one of them was ian rainey who's been on geekscape hello ian and Paul is a sound guy and he gets a lot of work during South by Southwest because it's literally two weeks of a lot of companies coming in and they're needing a sound guy for doing things like pop-ups or videos. And there's just a lot of constant filming and streaming going on during South by Southwest because there's so much content that's being made. And he lost thousands in the South by Southwest cancellation. The city of Austin lost supposedly 300 million. And so for San Diego, even though it's only five days, five, six days of that city being taken over and bringing in a ton of people, it's going to be another hundred, $200 million worth of revenue to places mm-hmm. like restaurants and hotels. I mean, shit, we paid for our hotel already. <laughs> we knew where we were going to stay because we're exhibitors. But uh, if this thing gets canceled, like that's a refund coming back to us, including the refund on the booth. And I mean, I don't even know which way I sit on it other than public safety. And the public safety means people get con crud at San Diego Comic-Con every year anyway. There are people who get sick of that convention and come home and they have like a flu or a cold because they were in close contact with people for an entire week and they were not sleeping and they were fatigued and they were susceptible uh, to getting sick. And then they went home and they got sick. They ate some bad shrimp at Amazon. Dude, they ate some bad shrimp at Amazon. I'm surprised Derek's still with us. If anything, Derek's like immunity has been built up by whatever the hell he's being fed. And so... You know, you take something like Con Crud, which is like a global problem for Comic-Con, and you turn it into like a pandemic that we're going through now. And it just seems like a freaking breeding ground for this shit. Yeah. Like, I feel like as of now, it feels irresponsible for something like that to go on. And maybe things Although change. Although I will go if they program Heidi and I's film. <laughs> I, I will. So let me let me just ask kidding. you guys an honest question, because I know because I know where I know where I stand on this. But like. Like, let's, let's say, let's, let's think best case scenario. All right. Let's say things really do calm down. We flatten the curve and like June, things are still feeling like everything's kind of normalizing. We're feeling like things are back together and San Diego Comic-Con hasn't been canceled. Like, let's just say it doesn't get canceled. Are you going to go? Yes. It's a good question. Cause I feel like yeah. if it's, if it is like, it's not going to be gone. Like it might yeah. be, it might be lessened the the chance of getting it, but it's not going to be gone. And a place like that, and, a, and a, a, an amount of people like that feels like a like just like Jonathan said, a phenomenal opportunity for yeah. oh, everybody. I, everybody could leave there infected, and then they go back I, to their countries, and they go back to their cities, and they go back to their homes. And touch I'm not everything. pretending. I'm not pretending a fantasy world where it's completely gone. I'm yeah, just saying yeah. if they choose 
to not cancel it, would yeah. you still go? That's a great question. Um, I mean, as of now, I couldn't because my border is closed uh, to you uh, and to me going <laughs> going across it. Into I would country, I would imagine so. if it was still happening, the borders would be reopened at least. Not for yeah. Derek. I'll make sure of that. I'm going to call Sam, Super Action Man. Like, Sam, like, <laughs> yeah, like, Sam, listen, if he smells like maple syrup, don't let him in. Yeah, well, and 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 like, it's a great question, and I think that it's too early to answer at this point. And I think that by June we would know of a cancellation because the amount of planning and the amount of money and everything that goes into setting this thing up, it doesn't start in July. It starts now or even before that. Oh, one hundred percent. When yeah, I and, said like May first is when I am supposedly yeah, yeah. done working from home, like right. I think we'll have an answer by then, if not sooner. Right. Well, and I you think that I mean? also like for a lot of people you know, this, even if the virus itself is lessened and taken care of, like, you know, just hearing your story about your, your friend, the sound guy from South by, like, I'm freaking out now because am I going to have a job in a few weeks, but I should feel fortunate that I still have a job right now. Yeah. Uh, And I I think you're in a good spot. Honestly, like I would say like a, a person who does tech for a school where they might have to be going to all like online schools. Like I know why you're stressed out, but I feel like, of all the jobs in the world, that's probably one of the more secure ones to be holding on to, in my right. opinion. I don't know shit about shit, but like, that's my perspective on it. Well, enough about Comic-Con, guys, because I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, how are your families doing through all this? Uh, mine's doing all right, honestly. Um, my sister's been like, she built like a little home gym in her basement. So she's been like working out down there. She's been keeping her distance. Um, so wizard behind the curtain, like this is the second day that we've attempted to record this episode. And uh, in the time between our first recording (laughs) and our second recording, uh, my sis, my youngest sister got a call from HR at her company, letting her know that on her last day in office, she met with a coworker who just tested positive for Corona. Holy crap. Yeah. So she's nine days since she met them. She hasn't shown any symptoms yet, but they told her she can't leave the house until the 31st um just to be sure but i think that incubation period is like 11 14 days uh somewhere in there i think it's like the maximum yeah i also got an email from the the college that i teach at that somebody uh in the college community uh got it but they were last on campus on the third so Mm. i'm clean at least from that instance uh (laughs) still no word about (laughs) flying from austin on the 10th uh but i'm I'm towards the end of that danger zone i flew back from austin on the 10th it is the 26th oh i'm good i'm good and then you're uh, you're good you're clear (laughs) i don't know if i i don't know if i picked it up anytime in the interim between now and then but uh that's good um speaking of college though another thing that happened between the tuesday night of recording the first half of this podcast and now is um they cut my classes because they're production classes i teach college production oh yeah no i can't have i can't have a bunch of kids touching c-stands and like picking up cameras and like working with actors and i can't we can't really congregate to do that stuff that's a class that has to be taught in person. it can't be taught remotely so i finished up i finished up like my remote writing classes and that stuff and i may still teach a remote class next quarter but for the most part your boy's unemployed Jeez, but it's no good well it's not so good, even if there is a comic-con you can't afford to go i would figure it out that being said <laughs> uh <laughs> i would figure it out that that being said i am like finding other like 
gigs that I can do remotely. And uh, free cams. That was like a Shane O'Hare joke. I regret saying that. <laughs> uh, Matt, 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 do not delete that from the episode. Do not delete that from the episode. No, I'll keep, let Derek, <laughs> I'll keep that all in there. Let Derek Stew in his shape. John, if you want to advertise what corner you'll be uh, looking for John's, like go for it and we can make sure that you get some business. Yo, John's, Jim's, Janet's, I take them all. Uh, the one thing is El Chucho is probably doing really well right now. Like he's like, I got all the toilet papers. <laughs> hey! Like he's trying to sell like toilet paper Amiibo and the paper towels. Uh, but that, that market is about to get flooded because I went to the uh, grocery store yesterday and the paper products are coming back, baby. The paper products are coming oh, back. Yeah, that's good. Uh, be- beans are coming back. Eggs aren't back yet, but there yeah. is a level of normalcy that's returning to the supermarket. I think because supermarkets are limiting people at the door that you can only enter when mm-hmm. people are leaving. Um, how's the rest of your family doing? Well, that? in a lot of places, at least here, too, have put like more like well, from no limits to actual stringent limits on on a number of popular products. So it seems Agreed. just like people people aren't able to hoard because you can only buy two of this thing or whatever, which is great. And this may sound insensitive, but <laughs> it's kind of reminding me of when I scamped out for the Wii. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you know, my brother went to Target and he said that at 7 a.m., if you camp out at Target at 7 a.m., they'll let you in around 7.30 or 8. And they'll walk you through a line for the most popular products like paper products and things like that. And I just remember like camping out for the Wii and the Wii U or any of these video game systems that were in demand back before you could pre-order them. I guess the switch was one of them too, but but we all pre-ordered the switch. So we didn't really have to camp out for it. But back in the days before pre-ordering of systems, you would camp out around the Best Buy. And then when the Best Buy opened at midnight to let you in for your games, they would parade (laughs) you through a line to a table that had the popular items and you could pick up like one of each and then go to the cashier. And that's kind of what Target's doing right now. So you know what? I've been training for this my whole life. (laughs) That brings me back. The, uh, The Wii was the first console I was old enough to wait outside of a store to get i it was i was 17 16 or 17 and it was a like 13 hours outside of my local walmart and it worked out because they got like 10 consoles only because i lived in a shitty little small town and uh almost everyone else in the line was like yeah this is going on ebay so uh the mantras haven't changed it it used to be switches or used to be wii's and now it's the same with toilet paper there's a trajectory of society that we're, we used to camp out for like video game <laughs> systems and now we're, fitting, we're now we're camping out just to be able to wipe our ass cleanly. <laughs> like, oh man, those were the good old days camping out so we could play a uh, fucking Wii sports. Those were the good old days. We took, we took, we took them for granted. Um, so Matt, we getting back to your family. Like we stayed inside by choice back then. Yeah, uh, get back, get, uh, getting back to your family, how did you, uh, how's the rest of your family holding up? One of the biggest, like, stress points right now is, uh, it's funny you're talking about the, the hoarding the toilet paper. That's not really an issue in the Kelly household, but it also is the reason why we're always stressed out, is my dad works for Kimberly Clark, which is the company that produces toilet paper. Oh, I um, know for the Yeah, for the East Coast. But that means that he's become an essential employee because they obviously need to continue to produce toilet paper. Uh, So he's working 10, 12 hour days with groups of men all the time. They're not even taking temperatures before people go in still, which is not good. How long does it take to take a temperature? Like two minutes? Yeah, it's like, why not just take some people's temperatures before they clock in? But whatever. Uh, But the positive side is that for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, 
uh, like once a month, he would just roll in with like an economy sized pack of toilet paper fresh off the presses. Uh, <laughs> so we never were low. So, I mean, we're we got an entire guest bathroom filled with like toilet paper and tissues and paper towels that we've been hoarding for like six years. So You're part uh, of the problem. The Kelly household is part of the problem. Not only are Matt, not only are Derek and I moving in. But now we're we're actually going to start like a a black market business out the back, selling off that toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and while Fair we're enough. at it, and while we're at it, your do- your job sa- your dad's job sounds pretty secure. Uh, he got he he hiring. <laughs> <laughs> I I would thought that I would be in worse spirits, but in all honesty, I'm like now I got time to do some shit. So yeah. we'll I mean- see. We said this earlier, but like the amount, if nothing else, I am finally getting caught up on so many Netflix original shows that have just been on the back burner. So, oh no, I meant being creatively productive. Hey, you know, I'm still doing podcasts too. I still got 19 podcasts. Don't worry. Hey, you guys like wrestling and horror movies? Do I have a podcast network for you? (laughs) You know what? I just went on a run, and uh, and I and on the run, I love listening to our podcasts. I love listening to uh, to the one that you do with Chris that we talked about earlier in the show. But um, Derek, come on, man! Like, why don't we go like one for you, one for them on the Xbox Game Pass games, and actually like still record maybe like a half output on your podcast? This is my way of saying like, damn it, get back to work. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's really been I a one episode you. gap so far. I still have I, another show that just released an episode yesterday. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't play Apple games, but this yeah. Xbox Game Passengers, man, uh, like, come on, give me an episode. You miss please. it. You miss it. I'll think I about it. it. I, I haven't. I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing some PlayStation right now, though, so it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I was. Listen, I, was literally... I think the world would understand. I think your listeners would understand. Hey, there's a pandemic going on. So how about I just tell you about the shit that I've been playing for the next couple of weeks until I can have guests on again? Yeah, Derek, do anything. That might Talk work. About a might work. Game. Whatever. <laughs> I was about to be like, well, they got a Monkey Island Special Edition on Xbox Game Pass. Maybe Derek should play on that and I'll talk to him. I don't care anymore. <laughs> the, the, well, the, like, rule, the rules go out the window real fast. We're, we're getting close to Mad Max running and eating people time. Like, come on, man. Give me an Xbox Game Pass <laughs> episode. Yeah. And I would yeah. even say, Derek, for you, like, you know, we've been talking both on and off the air that you're like just a ball of anxiety. And I'll tell you, I'm never more relaxed. I mean, relaxed. that's like business as usual, though. So Yeah, but I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I'm never more relaxed than when I'm in front of the microphone mm. recording something. Maybe you could use that to, to relieve a little bit of stress yeah. for an hour and a you half. Know, it's, and it's not the it's not the podcasting. Like, I, I do really enjoy that process, but I take a long time to edit the shows. And I think that's the biggest thing um, that like... <laughs> Do you have a busy schedule when you're not clocked in? Like, well, I no, I guess not. <laughs> I just wanted a break, okay? I just wanted a break. You're picking the worst time to have a break. People are starving for content right now. I've I've uh I've tried taking breaks. Like I I lasted about two days on the whole. I think I'll play video games and catch up on old comics. And I was like, no, I need to be productive. Which is what was so mm-hmm. frustrating about recording this episode over two nights. Because after mm-hmm. the last time we tried recording, and at 30 minutes it, it crapped out, and the Geekscape is listening to this, can hear where it, it jumped. Um, I literally like turned to Heidi, and with a computer that had gone to shit, my fault, and not being able to really write, or like I said, like 
being close to going into pre-production on a film and then having that mm-hmm. breeze, I literally turned to Heidi and I just go, I can't do my art. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to tell you, Matt, you're being awfully glib for someone who doesn't pay rent. And the stresses of having to pay rent during this pandemic is fucking scary. Oh, you know, what's funny is I literally, before you came on, I was talking to Derek about some stuff. And I'm like, and listen, I get that I'm coming from a non-rent perspective <laughs> on things. <laughs> Yeah, keep in mind, Inkscape, like a year ago, he's like, man, I'm really cutting down on those student loans. And I was like, my student loans would be gone if I didn't have to pay rent. What are you spending money on? He's like, Guess what, Matt? It's not the fact that you're not paying rent. It's not the fact that you have to pay student loans. It's the fact that you've bought a billionaire's worth of trash DVDs. And like, that's where the money went. I flipped that back onto you, John. So you could have paid your student loans. If you didn't have pride in not living at your parents' house, <laughs> and, and who's and who's going to be laughing uh, in a couple weeks when Netflix goes down? Yeah. yeah, it's like, damn it, London! You had just had to embrace adulthood and go out on your own. That's your bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of living with my parents, um, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to Austin because uh, they're fine. My parents are fine. I'm fine here in Los Angeles. Financially, it's going to get a little crunchy, but. I'm resourceful. Uh, my mom is calling almost daily and being like, Juanito, please come to New Mexico. Please, you and your brother need to come to New Mexico. <laughs> At which point, the danger wouldn't be coronavirus. The danger would be me blowing my brains out. Like being stuck in a small house in rural New Mexico with my mom every five minutes coming in asking if I'm hungry is a fucking nightmare. Um, meanwhile, and I'm like, there's no way that my stepdad wants me to do that because he understands realistically that psychotic and that my mother is nice, but living with her is, it's a fucking Herculean task. It's really hard because every five minutes again, she comes in and she's like, you need anything? Did it? She's such a, like a, uh, uh, like a Mexican mom who's like, Juanito, is everything okay? Juanito, do you need this? Juanito, are you wearing socks? Do you want to take them off? I can take them off for you. It's like, no mom, stop, stop. And then so, so I, I, knew, I knew that they were both really scared when my stepdad got on the phone. and was like, what's your plan, Jonathan? And I'm like, what? I'm going to shelter in place. I, uh, I'm here with Heidi. We've got toilet paper and we've got food. And um, Los Angeles is pretty proactive. And the governor and the mayor are both doing a lot of stuff like shutting things down and making sure that we're provided for. Uh, and he's like, no, you're planning to leave California. It's overpopulated. If you, don't, <laughs> if you don't get out now, you may never get out. <laughs> And, and I may be eating crow in like a year when, I don't know, I'm dead because I didn't listen to this advice, but it sounded like a bit of an overreaction. And my mind kind of starts getting pretty animated. So when I started thinking when he's like, what's your plan for leaving California? I start thinking about like a week from now when he starts saying, when Los Angeles suffers another earthquake and slides into the Atlantic, what is your plan for getting out? When the fishmen come up from the deep and reclaim the surface world for themselves, how are you going to fend off the Atlantean armies? And I'm like, okay, Tom, please just go back to watching your Alex Jones. It was a lot funnier in the car when I was making Heidi laugh at it. With it but... <laughs> Heidi's like, we were doing this joke together. She was playing the, uh, uh, the insectoid queen Whenever my uh, stepdad would be like, what's your plan when the aliens descend upon Earth and harvest your body full of eggs and the insectoid queen comes and feasts on your brain? Do the alien queen, Heidi. <laughs> That's not 
she's not doing it. All right. So, <laughs> so, ba- so basically, oh, she, she just goes, I don't Heidi, be funny on the spot. Go. <laughs> Heidi, be funny on the spot. Only Jonathan can do that. Just kidding. Um, I obviously can't be funny on the spot, but my stepdad has definitely gone full rural New Mexico, and I think he's turning into Randy Quaid from uh, Independence Day. <laughs> What's your plan when the probe has entered you to escape and take out as many of them as you can? Uh, I don't really have a plan for it. I'm just going to stay here and make sure my brother doesn't go hungry. That's my plan, Tom. <laughs> Matt, add sound effects to make that funny. <laughs> you just toss and work at everybody. Today. You don't have a soundboard set up, Matt? What's going on? <laughs> Derek, you are busy. You add sound effects to the podcast. Um, <laughs> so, Derek, how are you doing? How's Michaela doing? Because Michaela's kind of like ground zero. She's a nurse. Yeah, so. I was going to say, you guys you guys are talking about these emails and stuff you're getting, being like, oh, someone near you had like put like tested positive so watch out and every day every night Michaela comes home and she's like yeah this guy definitely had it and I had to touch him a lot and I'm just like I'm I like I'm trying to find a plane ticket to Philadelphia because I feel like I would be safer at Matt's house at this point but uh uh you know the <laughs> the whole border being closed is uh it's what's stopping me at this point so I, uh, I want to believe that that's the exact verbatim that she said to you was this guy came in he had it and I touched him all over <laughs> <laughs> do, do you test her um temperature whenever she comes in or do you does she, like, uh, put, her, does she, like put her clothes in a bag or anything she's been taking temperatures like regularly um there i mean it's what about it's, her clothes did you put them in, like a bag before she comes into the house or anything yeah they basically have to like um they like before they leave the hospital they have to change out of the scrubs that they had been using and then she basically drives home in those clothes like wipes down the car with lysol where she sat and everything like that and then uh uh comes in and she just has to go right to the shower basically and um like they've even they have requirements for that like every nurse has to like wash their hair immediately after every like shift and everything like that so um it's it's tough because it's like i feel like it's i mean i'm like i feel like it's going to happen probably at some point just based on how near to it she seems to be constantly and this is at a time where like like bc here where i am they're only you know today they confirmed like 66 new cases so it doesn't seem like it's spreading too far too fast yet at least in terms of what's being tested but it is going to ramp up it is going to hit the fan it, it, her job is very interesting right now because it they've done such preparation and they've cleared out the hospital so much that it's almost quiet compared to or it is quiet compared to how it used to be because they're waiting for this like ramp up to come type thing so at some point i i i, I don't know I, I think that she's in a very good position to to get it at some point and uh you know, then I'll probably follow suit pretty quickly. I, I'm we're generally keeping our distance more than usual, and um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it's weird and it's tough, and it's one of those things you just don't know. And um, some of her like like nursing, uh, whatever you call right. people you work with, colleagues, <laughs> um, uh, some so, yeah, yeah. Uh, some of them. I'm just going stir crazy. I haven't left the house in so long. Um, yeah, the, some of them are like sleeping separately from their partners and everything like that, just to are you guys doing risk as much as possible. No, I just like snuggling too much, so it's. Uh, you oh, know. you're fucking rub a dub dubbing up on that, like you're crazy, <laughs> dude. My question actually was, when the caribou becomes sentient from the fungal <laughs> invasion, what is your plan for leaving British Columbia and finding a place in the new? Uh, never mind, I'm done. My stepdad's done. <laughs> 
the funniest thing about that is how unfunny fucking was. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I can't well, be funny on Geekscape all the time or like ever. Yeah. <laughs> now you're giving him that warning. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the thirteenth year of Geekscape. I'll start being funny now. No, I won't. <laughs> Uh, so guys, <laughs> I really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast and keeping me sane. Uh, it's something I wanted to do Ditto. for a while and I got super frustrated again when we recorded that first half and then the computer that I've been borrowing from Andy Rattinger with the Mexican keyboard, the Mexican Spanish keyboard, uh, that's kind of weird to write on is, um, well, I remapped it and that didn't help, but, uh, that, it's just been frustrating and, Mm-hmm. Losing the work is frustrating and kind of scary financially, but you know what? Terrifying. We just have to realize that like we're living in a period of history that um, is unique and it's, <laughs> testing our, it's testing our resilience and we are coming together as a community. And we're learning new ways to be productive and creative and we're going to have lots of stories to tell and ways to tell it. And mm-hmm. this, this podcasting medium is uh, one of the ones that is can be can be done remotely is going to survive this experience like production like film production that's really screwed me because it isn't going to survive this uh the comic book industry may not survive at all because it's having a lot of problems because it's so uh, retailer driven and those are not essential services at this point and those retailers are usually month to month anyway because most of their uh, income if they don't turn it over quickly it sits on the shelves and they lose money so this is they're like the last vestiges of brick and mortar publishing and this might completely destroy comic books um so of the industries that are surviving and i know it's a nascent one and there's not a whole lot of revenue streams built into it yet but podcasting is one of them that in the last two days alone since we recorded the first half it i've been asked to produce remotely and put together two shows and those are gigs so it's kind of crazy that this is becoming a brand new thing and uh and i think matt matt you're in a good position to solicit that kind of work i think that we're uh in the last 13 years of trying to refine the craft is (laughs) for through ups and downs uh in getting good at this podcasting stuff if you think that we're good is put us in a place where we can uh carry this medium forward and share our stories because there'll be a lot of them a lot of them coming out of this this is a historic time we live in if i can throw some quick advice of something that i've been doing uh each morning and each night you said is, live, move uh, back in with your parents i, I got yes. it <laughs> i don't have a plan for when the cyborg queen erupts from the nucleus of the earth you know you keep trying it's it's admirable sooner or later, <laughs> sooner or later it's gonna get so unfunny that it's funny uh but no i google um it's the weirdest thing I've Googled in a while, but I'll Google coronavirus good news. And uh, Jesus Christ. And there's there's a lot of websites that try to, uh, in the morning and towards the end of the day, post like anything positive that's happened. Like, <laughs> hey, this, like, this person, like I saw one that happened in my own world where a, a friend of mine, I shot some videos for them like 10 years ago, is a sewing school. And they sewed 3,000 masks this week. Uh, to donate to all the local hospitals to use uh, that are running low on supply. But like, you'll find just like feel good stories about like p- humanity stepping up and doing the right thing in this. And like, sometimes that is very, very helpful because most of the news that you just see is like, we're all going to die. This is the worst thing in the world. Everyone just prepare, like start making your living wills, everybody. <laughs> uh, so, so seeing like the occasional story where it's like, 
hey, like this sports arena opened up so that like hospitals had more space to put mm-hmm. patients in, which comes like anything that's even remotely upbeat is is probably healthy for surviving this right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Um, thank you guys for not only doing this episode with me through ups and downs and technical <laughs> issues, but also for uh, continuing on this 13 year plus endeavor of building something with me. Um, and we find ourselves um, hopefully in I, we're persevering through this time and we're going to make it work, especially if uh, if Derek gets off his ass and goes back to recording his podcast. Hey, Matt, you want to edit another show? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Jonathan, quick question. Uh, what's your plan when you eventually die for Geekscape? Is that just going to immediately come to Derek and I? Or Yes. Well, yes. I, I mean, are, I think there's been you, so many episodes. Oh. Do you actually want it? John, I have 3,000 DVDs. I love buying up dying mediums. So yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Geekscape. <laughs> <laughs> I live I in a that, tomb. that's the joke of the night right there i think john i live in a tomb of failed creativity why would i not bring geekscape home <laughs> <laughs> the good news is your house is already stockpiled with enough uh, I, for all the shit you're bringing this, in. this conversation ended up <laughs> this uh conversation ended up very differently than i anticipated it being so thank you guys for that i thought it was just going to be the three of us crying for uh uh, an hour or so, and while I'll cry when we get off of, uh, off of this recording, Matt's, Matt's, <laughs> Matt's positivity is, uh, I don't know, it makes me uncomfortable. It's, it makes me uncomfortable because how are you so positive in a time like this? But also it's very refreshing. So thank you, man. Well, you're just going to have to get ownership of the Canadian, man. You're welcome. Then it's all yours. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll, I'll toss you the keys uh, on my deathbed, but you have to have ownership of the Canadian. And what's your plan when the Canadian border opens and the Canadian brings you the virus? All right, maple virus. I like that your stepfather. Your stepfather's like slowly turning into Jesse Ventura. <laughs> This is a false flag situation. What is your play? If you freeze the DVD here, <laughs> you can see where the coronavirus entered the brain of the primal queen. What is your plan? When the Western states descend into anarchy and we're eating each other alive in the streets, what is your plan? Because New Mexico is the safe place to be. We don't have a rampant meth problem at all. All right. That's enough. That's probably what. I, that's probably what I would do if I'm going to do Mexico. Is just start up a, like a, a Heisenberg operation and just start selling meth. Sorry <laughs> for listening from New Mexico, but um, okay, <laughs> friends. This has been Geekscape. Uh, if you guys are listening to Geekscape on your smart speaker, it's a lot less smart now than it was before the show. But I want you guys <laughs> to go ahead, tell your smart speaker to play Horror Movie Night or play Xbox Game Passengers. And hopefully you can listen to more Geekscape podcasts. We are here through uh, this very grim time, but also a hopeful time in a in a in a time that tests us, but a time in which we will, from which we will rise like the phoenix. Uh, and we are here for you guys, podcasting, sharing our stories, and also providing you guys hopefully with some enjoyment every day um, on the network. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining me. And all that. Uh, follow Thank you. On all your social mediums and follow my two boys right here, Matt Kelly and Derek on all the social 
uh, and all the, the the social mediums. And obviously, you can find Geekscape everywhere and anywhere on social media, except TikTok, because fuck TikTok. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Recording. Hey, what's up, Geekscape? It's welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. I'm Jonathan London in a quarantine trying to get you guys a brand new Geekscape podcast. We talk movies, video games, comic books, pop culture. Usually I like to sit down with somebody from that world. I like to sit down with a filmmaker or somebody who creates comics or an actor or somebody in the video game world. But the whole world has gotten up topsy-turvy. And let me record this again because I do that every week. Hey, Geekscape. It's welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London. And... Take three. How often do you guys re-record your intros? Uh, uh, never. Yeah, just wing it. One and done. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows. No. Hey, Geekscape. 